Hello, everyone, and welcome to Among Other Things, the podcast about everything. I'm your host, Trent Ashcraft, and this week I sat down with motivational speaker, podcast host, Instagram extraordinaire, and all-around cool guy, James Rayum. We sat down and had a great conversation about life and the things we all have in common. So I hope you enjoy it, but before we get into it, be sure to pause this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, give a five-star rating to this podcast, and then share it with other people. Can you do that for me? Hey, thanks so much. Okay, please enjoy my conversation with James Rayu. Hello and welcome to another episode of Among Other Things. I am here with my good friend, James Rayum. Hello, James. How are you today? I'm doing good. Just trying to not gain too much weight during this COVID. What about yourself? Well, um, I'll, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, I saw on Instagram, aren't you running like every day or something yeah. like that? Today was day 80 out of 365. Uh, I've lost 22 pounds in two months and I'm on the journey to that as long as my knees don't give out. There you go. Which so, is uh, awesome. I have not been doing that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was getting in decent shape and then COVID hit like not me, but you know, it shut down and there were all these, they kept saying like, you got to support your local restaurants. And I took that as a mission to help this local economy. <laughs> and I went, I went wild. <laughs> and, and, uh, and now uh, then, then I was like, okay, I need to get in shape. And I broke back over Labor Day. I broke my foot. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I I jumped. This is true. This has nothing to do with what we're here to talk about, but I'll tell you the story because who wouldn't want to know this? I um we were out on our deck over Labor Day and a wasp stung my son. Right. So he was crying or whatever. So I got some poison to kill the wasp and I sprayed it and I felt good about myself because the wasp died. And then out of this little hole that the wasp was in, like 10 wasps came out <laughs> and they flew at me. And so I ran away and I jumped off my deck to escape the wasps, broke my foot. Uh, so, <laughs> so I was in a boot for like six weeks and now I'm still kind of tender. So long story short, I will not be running every day for 365 days. But think how much of a hero you are to your kid, right? Like he, I mean, I'm sure he forgot about it by now, but in that moment, (laughs) (laughs) you were a hero. (laughs) Yeah. That, that's what I, that's what I tell people. I, I, I injured myself defending my little boy. Uh, That that sounds better than I jumped off a deck and got. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell that part anymore. (laughs) So (laughs) no, I won't, but you know, that's part of, that's part of the story. And that's kind of why, why you are here today. James and I uh, met a couple years ago when you were living in Louisville and we attended church and small group and stuff together. And then I guess, what was it like a year ago? You moved, you moved back to North Carolina. So this is the first time we've spoken in a while. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I moved. I moved to North Carolina in December, so almost a year. If since COVID, it feels like a year. Um, but 
but it, it was a good move. Move closer to the family. They've been excited for the limited amount of times they've seen us since we've been here, but they're yeah. happy we're here. So I'm, I'm, if for no other reason, I'm happy to, to see you and catch up. But I know that while, since last time we've talked, uh, a lot has been going on with you, uh, which if you follow James on social media, you'd hear all about this because he's very active there. Um, James is... Uh, about uh, before you left, you entered the world of being a motivational speaker, and now you're starting a podcast, which we will. I want to. I want to talk about a little bit later. So, if you could, uh, I guess I, I've never had a friend who said, "I'd like to be a motivational speaker," and and then went and started doing it. Right. So what what caused you to want to enter into that? pretty unique world. So for me, uh, it, it has to do a lot with my, my life and my history of things that I've been through. With the, uh, and I talk about it in my speaking, but things I've been through is bullying. Uh, you know, I wanted to commit suicide when I was younger. A lot of these things that happened to me in my life felt like if I had somebody who I could have talked to, or if I heard somebody who would have went through a similar, who would have went through a similar story, then maybe it would have helped me through the process a little easier. And that was where my inspiration to be motiva motivational, I can't even say the word, speaker came from, is that I wanted to be able to share my story with middle school and high schoolers to help them through the process, to let them know that, you know, bullying isn't an, an all be all. You know, you don't have to think that your life needs to be over because of this part of your life is stressful, that if you just hang in there, things can get better. And, and don't, you know, and, and don't allow your current situation to be your end all be all. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great calling. I, I can't imagine, though, um, I, it, it, takes, um, it takes some courage to say, you know what, here's what I'm going to do. I, I've, got a, I've got a story to tell, and I'm going to go tell it. <laughs> and... Um, I think I would be, I, I've never done, I speak in front of people every day. I'm a teacher, but um, they have to be there. <laughs> like they're forced to be there. And, and I'm, I'm, I have a curriculum that I follow. Um, but I can't imagine saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to go out on a limb and, and, and share what I have to share and see how people react to it. What was it like? the first time that you got up in front of a group of people to, to share what you had to say? Um, the first time it's, it's nerve wracking because you don't, you don't know how people are going to react and respond. And because when I share my story, I give the unfiltered truth about my story. I don't sugarcoat it, you know, and suicide and, you know, you know, uh, being bullied and things like that, that, it's not that's not an easy conversation it's not an easy topic it doesn't sit well with some people so my very first time i think i finished my story in like 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> it was the nerves when i finished i was like i forgot so much <laughs> um i had like this 20 minute span uh but that first time it was at a it was at a high school in kentucky i can't remember i think it was it was in oldham county or something and it was in the auditorium. So I had about 70 kids uh, that I spoke to my very first time. And I was 
in my mind, I was freaking out. I'm not an organizer. I'm not a planner. But if you look at my notes, it's literally just like bullying, suicide, life. <laughs> and everything else is a filler. Like I fill it in because I want it to sound as authentic and organic as possible and not make it sound like I've rehearsed this thing. Like I want it to be like this personal connection. And I've, I've learned over the talks I've done is that when I do it that way, I connect better. I've tried to do it the way of like having it very structured and it just doesn't work. It, you know, it's all about really at the heart of speaking, it's all about building that human connection in the moment. They say, look, I'm a human. I'm telling you who I am. I'm telling you what I went through in hopes that we can have like this moment connection that we can build together to help you get through what you're going through in this moment. Cause when you walk out of this room, you know, my words can only carry what you, what you heard. And hopefully these words can help you get through your day. Yeah. Well, I know you talked, you've mentioned a couple of times here. I've never had the, the pleasure of, of attending one of your speaking engagements. Uh, and I'm sure COVID has really kind of put a, a damper on that. Um, yes. But I did, I did uh, check out the first, I guess the second maybe episode of your new podcast called Growing Up Human, um, in which you share uh, your your story and I was listening to that the other day and uh, what you just said it comes through in that uh, that podcast that it's it's unfiltered <laughs> you 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 lay it all out there um, I wanted to talk to you uh, there's a whole lot of topics that you discuss there and what you ought to do is people the the, the 15 of you who are listening ought to go and uh, uh, smash that subscribe to <laughs> Growing Up Human, available on Apple Podcasts. But um, uh, I want to talk for a minute about the bullying aspect, because that's something that you talk about there. And you talked about, you've mentioned it a couple times today. Um, I think, do, do you think there's a lot of people who experience bullying? Um, that, you know, there's kind of the, the stereotypical kind of TV version of there are, there's a the big tough bully and there's the weak little whiny, maybe nerdy, shy kid or something. Um, and, and that it's clear to see who's bullied and who's not, who's cool and who's not. Do you think that's an accurate representation or do you think that bullying with middle school or high schoolers is much more prevalent uh, than we, we might realize. I mean, I'm, I, I know there's some there for sure. And that's the, that's the trickiness about my story is that um, I wasn't like the small nerdy kid, you know, I mm -hmm. got along with a lot of people, but it's the, it's the name calling. It's the, you know, every day, you know, you have a group of people that continue to like go out their way to say something about you. And I think it's more of, especially now with social media and stuff, it's, it's really just the ability to antagonize somebody without mm -hmm. restrictions. Like during, when I was in school, you know, I had to see the same person every day. I had to see the same people every day. So I knew during this block that they was gonna show up, I had to do my best try to get around them. If not, I was gonna get picked on and I never physically got touched. I was kind of a bigger guy so nobody yeah. tried me in that sense but they did talk about me from a distance you know they did pick at me picking my facial features they picked the how I look but I feel like now it's evolved in a way that like I mean you see it and I mean the political 
things that's happening right now is one of the best. I'm not going to go political too much, but mm -hmm. just saying it's one of the best things that you see in comments is that people will attack each other without, yeah. without the, uh, without any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Without any repercussions for your actions. Now you can yeah. pick at somebody and you don't have to feel bad about it. You leave it there and, and, and go on with your day. And that's, that's a scary way of being bullied now because like you say things that are hurtful and you just don't know, you just don't know the outcome of what can happen to somebody with those words. We, we think words don't hurt us, but deep down inside they do. They really do. Especially oh, if, you yeah. them, if you hear them enough, they'll, they'll, they weigh you down after a while. Yeah. I, I've oftentimes told my students that one of the greatest lies we tell kids is we say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Like that's not true. Nah. <laughs> like wars have been started over words. Exactly. Words cause people to, to, um, to, to lose self-confidence and, and to, to develop mental health issues. And, 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 and um, I think I, I wonder, you know, when I was a kid, there was kind of this approach of, you know, if somebody says something bad about you, let it roll off your back, you know, don't. Mm -hmm. and, and there was a, an attitude of, um, you know, don't let it get to you. Don't let right. it get to you. Um, but I think, you know, from, from your experience, that's a lot easier said than done to, to just ignore people when they're persistent and they, they, they go after what you look like, what you sound like, um, things you have no control over and right. things that you shouldn't have to be <laughs> picked on about. Um, to, to tell a, a, a student, get over it. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm not sure that's the most helpful approach um, that we can imagine. Uh, you know, and it, it's one of those things that uh, you, you don't realize the damage is done until after, it's, after the damage has been done. Because, I mean, I'm sure the people who picked on me and, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's just banter. There's no harm in it. But people didn't know that, you know, I had self-conscious, you know, I had, I, I didn't, I had self-confidence issues. And because mm -hmm. of that, that's what, that's why I was, uh, that's why I decided at 17 I was going to commit suicide because of the longevity of the things that, of being bullied. It's not like the first time you get bullied, you're like, oh, this is going to kill me. It's just the it's the continuation of being bullied over time that continues to wear you down. I mean, it's like a vehicle. You drive it for a long time. Eventually it's going to start wearing down. And unless mm -hmm. you take care of that and help keep it maintenance and keep it up, it's going to break down on you at some point. And, and, you know, when, when you're getting bullied and you don't, and you know, it could have been, you know, some people would say, you know, why do you talk to somebody about it? Well, at that time growing up, you know, it was, it was, you, you're, at least in my environment, talking about your emotions made you soft. So you didn't mm -hmm. talk about it. I just bottled it all in and I kept it in until one day I just didn't want to try to deal with it anymore. So do you think, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. I was listening to your story uh, earlier. At any point, uh, did you, did you, you said you didn't go talk to the teacher, the coach, whoever, um, do you think that that was something that as a young man was uh, reinforced that, that boys don't, boys don't talk about these things. 
Um, yeah. And therefore, boys let them fester, fester inside. Yeah, as a you know, as a man, you know, you're not allowed to show emotions. And then you know, the other thing at school is the whole like snitching. The snitches get stitches, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of environment. Like if I tell, they're gonna be more, you know, they're gonna beat me up, or they're gonna be more mean to me. So I rather just take the, you know, take the punches, air quotes, now than go tell my teacher, and it gets ten times worse. It's like it's just better for me just to take whatever they're doing now. Rather than me going to talk to somebody about it, them finding out, and now they're doubling down on it. So I think that also plays a big aspect in it too. I know it did for me because stitch, you know, stitches get snitches get stitches was like the the thing that was the thing during school for yeah. me. Like if you tell, you know, I can make this a whole lot worse for you. So yeah, I think I think it's a combination of all that that just really, you know, I think there's a lot more bullying that's happening in school than reported, and I, but we created an environment that allows bullying the bullying culture to be successful in a way. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, that stitches get stitches attitude. I don't think it's changed. I mean, I, I have kids that are quote unquote, the good kids that even, even they wouldn't, even if they knew of something that was going on with somebody else or a bad situation, I, I, I've had kids tell me, over over how a dozen years I've been teaching, you know, many times in throughout my career, well, I can't tell. I can't let you know about that. <laughs> you don't snitch on people, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, I guess on one level that makes sense. That like I don't want to rat somebody out and get them in trouble. That might get me in trouble. That might come back to hurt me. Um, but. Uh, I think just like the just like the idea of we don't hide our emotions. Sometimes we got to tell people. <laughs> we 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 got to tell people when if you see something, say something. Uh, right. Whether that is happening to you or whether that's a situation you can see somebody else, that that you have an obligation to to let people know. Um, because uh, as you said, uh, you got to the point where you were contemplating taking your life. Um, and, and you mentioned in your, on your podcast about somebody kind of speak coming into your life and speaking some, some encouragement to you. Could you talk a little bit about that and how that, the impact that had on you? Yeah. So I worked at a flea market. That was my first job at the age of 12. I worked at a flea market at a concession stand. Uh, My boss there was named Alvin Parker. And then at 17, when I decided to do what I wanted to do and ended up not doing it and giving myself another day to kind of sit on it because, you know, once you make that commitment to end your life, there's no take backs. Like that's, that's it. That's, that's no, there's no rewind. That's, that's all it is. And I went to work that, that next day, um, which is on a Sunday and my boss, long story short, pretty much just came up to me and told me, you know, I don't know what you're going through. He said, I, he, he called me at the end of my shift and said, you mind if I talk to you for a second? And I was like, yeah, sure. Which was odd to me. I mean, we always been, we always talked after just to pick and talk about the people that came to the flea market. Cause there is some interesting people that go to the flea market. <laughs> Look, I love, I love to my flea market people, but some of y'all are funny. Uh, so at the end of my shift, we sat down and he said, I don't know what you're going through. He said, but something's, in my heart to tell you that like you got you got something that you got something that the world needs and 
and that you're important here and that you got something that the world needs to need for you to see and that, that, that he loved me and that, you know, that I had a purpose in life. And that was the first time during that time that I was going through that he said something that I heard somebody say something nice to me. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment that his words just said on me and, and him saying that changed the game for me. And I wasn't like an instant, like, okay, I'm good, but it, it started wanting me to search. And that's, yeah. that's when kind of my faith journey started. Cause I grew up atheist. I didn't believe in God. So that's kind of when that happened. And then I ended up meeting my now wife and things just started to tick and connect to maybe there is more to, to his words than just words. Maybe I, maybe I can make a difference out there rather than ending my life. Maybe I can make a change to the things that's been going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly important that, that the, the impact that one person, and I think particularly for young people, the impact that someone older can have when they, uh, when they say something encouragement, encouraging, or when they, when they, when they build somebody up and speak some truth into their life. Um, because even people who come from good homes, even when people who mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and everything love them, there's something I think valuable about somebody outside the family you know, mom and dad are supposed to, <laughs> they're supposed to say nice things. Grandma mm-hmm. and grandpa, grandma and grandpa always say nice things. But when a, when a coach, when a teacher, when a mentor um, is able to, to, to be that, that other figure. Um, I know I've had, you know, I've been teaching for 12 years now and I've had some kids um, usually after they graduate, <laughs> they, I've had several reach out to me and say, just so you know, um, this thing you said this one time in class or when we were talking after class, and sometimes it's not even something I remember. And they say, just so you know, that meant a lot to me. And, and, and it's nice to hear that. Um, but I think that, that that's, that should be a reminder of, of anybody who works with kids in any way, a youth pastor, coach, a supervisor at work that, you never know what little thing you might say uh, that that can be a sense of uh, a source of encouragement or conversely, you never know that little thing you might say that might do the opposite, right? That, that, um, and, and you're living testament to the power that's of, of some older important mentor figure can have. Um, And, and I think, you know, there's a lot of people, we do have more than 15 listeners. I, I, I joke about that. A lot of the people who do listen to this, all 23 of them or whatever, um, <laughs> there, there are people who are, they're younger because um, I guess they got nothing better to do. Um, but there are people who, who are in college or in high school even still. And I think it's important for them to hear too. That like, like um, not only is it safe for you to go speak to somebody, um, but the adults in your life um, want to know. They want to know when when you can they can be of help. Um, your 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 boss or whoever didn't even know you said didn't even know why he felt compelled to talk to you, but we're glad he did. 
Yeah, and that was that was the crazy part to me because I've never I grew up not expressing myself. So so the things that happened to me, uh, my parents didn't even know until like a couple of weeks ago. Like I mm-hmm. told them because I knew this is what I was going to share my podcast. Now I've I didn't worry too much about it with my with my talks because I was like, nah, they're not gonna make it out. It's too it's too far. But when I started this podcast, I knew I probably need to tell them. So even my parents didn't know that the things that I went through until a couple of weeks ago. And even they was like, wow, like we never knew this. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know, it's like, would it could have been easy if I told y'all maybe, um, but it definitely at least would have helped. Cause then I would have had people process that. So if I could go back, I probably would have talked to more people. And that's the whole reason of me being a speaker It's because I've learned that, like if I like I said, if I had somebody that I knew who went through this, then it probably would have made it a little bit easier. Usually, you can get through things when you connect with something. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about about your podcast. Um, it's called Growing Up Human. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. What? Correct. What? Tell me, what's that? My this podcast. It's called, among other things, the podcast about everything. Right. Just because we didn't have anything to talk about. So we just said, <laughs> we'll just make something. <laughs> so that gave us license to talk about whatever we wanted. Um, uh, for yours, what was the inspiration for the, the title of the podcast? I, I think the title, you know, I wanted, since, I'm, since I speak about my life, I said, what better way to continue this? Because I only have my story. So mm-hmm. eventually everybody, hopefully everybody hear my story, but eventually everybody hear my story and I don't have any more stories to tell you <laughs> unless there's some new stuff that happens in my life with marriage, which I'm sure I can do a whole nother story about that. But, you know, I have my story and I said, what better way to continue this than to have people share their stories? So growing up human came from that, that we all have a story to tell because we all are humans who just growing through the process. We, we all start as a baby and we all end as an old person, good Lord willing. You know, we all make it there, but, but we all go through the process of just life. So the growing up human really is what it is, is that it's people who come on and share their story um, and hopes to have whoever's listening can connect and maybe relate to what they're saying because we all go through similar things. It may look a little different, but in the end, we're all going through the, the experience of life. So that's where Growing Up Human came from. It really, I know it sounds catchy and special, but it really was like, ah, I grew up human. That, that's not like a good title. <laughs> Let's rock with that. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you don't have to overcomplicate it. Um, so obviously, for those people who uh, were checking out, right now, there's an episode that is kind of, it's your story. Um, what... Uh, can you give us a little insight into what people can expect to hear um, in the weeks to come? Yeah, so I, I thought what better way to start the podcast was sharing my own experience before I have all these um, brave people come on and talk about their story, which range from uh, we have a lady who's actually coming out this Thursday who's going to talk about her health issues that she went through working in a bad work environment and how 
through that, she found her self-confidence, which I think a lot of us can relate to. We've all had that nine to five that we just like, man, I don't know why I even signed up for this. Like if I didn't have bills, I would leave tomorrow kind of thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we have some, some people may know, but Pastor Barr is going to come on and talk about his journey through cancer and how he mm -hmm. overcame cancer and the things that he learned about life just you know, dealing with cancer. Uh, we have a magician who's going to come on and talk about his journey of after retirement, you know, trying to find his identity because we put a lot of identity in the things we do. But at some point, we can't do that thing we like to do anymore. And how do you, how do you redefine yourself when you don't, when you can't do the thing you love to do anymore? So there, there's a range. Every episode that I have so far, which is at least 10 episodes out, is that it's a different story with a different focus that I think everybody can relate to in some sense. And that's what it's really about is there's a story that everybody can connect with. And the hope is that we, I can bring a hope. The hope of the, the podcast was to bring us closer because through in a divided world right now is to try to just bring us a little bit closer and understand like we all at the end of the day are just human. We're the same people. Yeah. Well, there's, um, I know, a little inside baseball for those of you listening at home. I know a few of those people that, that are going to be on there. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to, to hearing them certainly. And then the people I don't, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. So um, obviously everybody needs to go and, and check out growing up human on uh, wherever you get your podcasts on, on, on Apple podcast and it's Spotify. Everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere you want to be. Uh, James, if people want to reach out to you on social media, uh, where can they where can they find you on Instagram, Twitter, wherever? Yeah, if you, if you just type in James Rayum, last name is R H E A U M E, you'll find me. Um, but it's it's James Rayum. I try to keep it simple. Uh, if you just start typing that last name, I'm sure I'm going to pop up. I'm on Instagram. Instagram is like my main thing. Uh, Facebook is kind of like my private place where I can talk trash about people not playing but it's kind of the place where i keep all my future my past photos so i can look them back in the future uh, but mainly instagram and then if you if you're not into like the listening part i have the youtube version where it's actually the visual of the podcast mm -hmm. so you actually get to see my face and see the guest speaker's face and it's the same thing as growing up human so you know i give options hey and let me tell you something this is a handsome man so <laughs> You might want to give that YouTube. <laughs> you might, you might, listen, if it weren't for the fact that I am in my basement and, and James can attest, it looks like I'm recording a hostage video right now. <laughs> maybe I, was maybe, I, when I, first, yeah. maybe yeah. I would put this on, on YouTube, but, uh, but I'm not going to do that. So I'll just yeah. be for your audio pleasure. <laughs> um, well, uh, James, it's been great catching up with you. Um, best of luck on on the podcast and with everything else and and he's a good follow on instagram um occasionally there's a dance but there's <laughs> occasionally there's something that um that i could not pull off on that i could not pull off on instagram but um definitely you should check him out on, on social media check out the podcast and james uh anything else you want people to know before we get out of here Look, Trent, I, you know, I talked about you when we was in Kentucky, man. I really appreciate our friendship. 
You are like the coolest dad. <laughs> I know, which is a compliment. Let me say it's a compliment. So I am honored that you asked me to be on the show today. And, you know, it means a lot. And I hope people get some value out of this because, like, at the end of the day, one nice thing can change everything. And mm-hmm. I know I know that we're, we're kind of like the microwave. Like, we like, we like to see things happen now. But sometimes you just got to let that, whether you're a faith person or not, you got to let that seed, you got to plant that seed and just rock with it. And you'll never be, you'll be surprised on the, the lives you can change. Absolutely. But yeah, man, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on here today. Well, James, thank you very much for stopping by. And thank all of you for listening to this week's edition of Among